message. Just need a long time, but um, it's good to see you yeah, early as well. I know Matthew is overjoyed and excited because he sees other church members. Uh, when we pulled up this morning, it was just, uh, I think Timothy just pulled in as well. And Matthew's just on the bench. And then I was looking, oh, my nan was like, who's that? Oh, it's Matthew. As soon as I see Matthew, this is the biggest smile I've seen Matthew smile. <laughs> Seeing people here, and he doesn't need to sit up by himself, but uh, it's always a blessing uh, to be here. But talking about being late on Friday, uh, I came to prayer vigil, and uh, I walked into prayer vigil, and when we were driving there, I was still calculating on Pastor Adrian's time, but Pastor Adrian's not here anymore. So we walked in, and it was like 8:30. I think 8.30ish, and they were praying. I opened the door and everyone's praying. So, oh, see, we got here before it started. And then they're praying and they finish praying and then everyone starts getting up. I was like, oh, Presbyterian. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, I, asked, I told Muffa, Muffa, go sit down. It's about to start. I was like, oh, no, it's finished. Oh, prayer was just finished. But uh, oh, the preaching was finished, but they haven't started praying yet. So, um, yeah, we were, we were, I was really late to prayer vigil, but uh, yeah. It, was, it looks bad because the Sunday school for the next month is going to be about prayer. Um, <clears throat> Pastor Adrian uh, uh, called me and he was, uh, Levy, can you do the Sunday school for uh, December 3rd? I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. I was like, oh yeah, and until I come back. I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so you'll be uh, stuck with me for around five weeks, four weeks. We'll be talking about prayer. So uh, before we get any further, we'll open up on a word of prayer. As by his and close eyes in prayer. Lord, we thank you Lord, for uh, this morning, Lord. We thank you Lord, for giving us the strength, Lord, and uh, for gathering us here safely, Lord. We pray, Lord, for uh, those who are yet to come, Lord. Pray that giving you traveling mercies as you make your way here, Lord. I uh, pray, Lord, for uh, this message, Lord. Hide me uh, behind your cross, Lord. Let it be your word spoken only. I uh, pray, Lord, that you help us, Lord, to be reminded, Lord, or to learn something, Lord, as we search your scriptures this morning, Lord. Give us our sins in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I said before, we're going to be talking about prayer for Sunday school for the next couple of weeks. Uh, prayer is something that is, uh, I guess, uh, one of the forefront things in our Christian lives. It's uh, one of the most important things, but as you uh, grow old as a Christian, a lot of times prayer can uh, become sort of, uh, uh, it just sits at the back of our mind. It's more of a routine than a uh, means of relationship with God. So prayer uh, says here, in order to develop a healthy relationship with God, I must have meaningful communication with Him. Prayer is communication with God. A believer's spiritual strength is dependent upon his prayer life. So firstly, our first point for this morning, what is prayer? I'm sorry if um, I keep on coughing. I think my body has not adjusted to being an early Christian member. But um, what is prayer? If we'll turn with me to our first passage, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. <coughs> Ephesians 2, 18. It reads, For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. For through him we both have access by one Spirit, capital S, unto the Father. So, uh, we're going to have uh, a couple of sub-points for each point. So, prayer is access to God. Firstly, how is this access available? 
how is this access available? If you turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. <clears throat> 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. How is this access available? It's available through a mediator, the one who stands between us and God and takes our prayers. We need a mediator. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15 reads, And for this cause he is a mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So a mediator, because we cannot approach the throne of God by ourselves, by our own means, with his flesh, we have a mediator. Now this mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ, and as we've seen in verse 15, we saw the cause of this uh, mediator, uh, we see the cause and effect of Jesus Christ. We see the, uh, the reason that we have this mediator being the crucifixion, his death on the cross, and by his death we are able to come boldly unto the throne of God. So prayer is access to God. Now this access also, because we have access to God, we have, and we have access to him all the time, we ought to go to him every day. Number two, what is, uh, for what is prayer? Prayer is obedience to God. Prayer is obedience to God. <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, a uh, common verse, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now, because God has commanded us to pray, that implies two things. For us as Christian, Christians, number one, because prayer is obedience to God, because it is a commandment, it implies that it is not in our fleshly nature to pray. It is not in our nature to pray, therefore we are commanded to pray. And secondly, the Lord commands us for a reason because there are times when we do not feel like praying, but we need to. So having the commandment there means that even though we don't feel like praying, we are already commanded to, and because we want to be obedient Christians, we have to. So we have to pray. Psalm chapter 23 verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. If we are obedient in prayer, oh, if we are obedient, prayer does the same thing. So when we are walking through that valley of the shadow of death, even though we don't feel like praying, even though we don't feel like uh, taking time out of our day uh, to you know, to give to the Lord, if we are obedient in our prayer, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, prayer, what prayer does is, we are able to hold God's hand while going through it. That's what prayer is. That communication, that, that line of, of uh, communication, what it does is, it connects us to God. Even though we are going through difficult times, we know that we have a lifeline. We have a hand that we can hold during these difficult times. Number three, prayer is asking for help. Uh, this third one will take up most of our time. Prayer is asking for help. A, we all need help. 
and B, it is easier to ask your brother for directions than a stranger. So our first point for prayer is asking for help. A lot of times when you see the word help in the Bible, automatically as a Christian you think of the most severe situation, you think of the worst circumstance, you think of, you know, when you're really down on your luck, maybe, you know, it could be disease, it could be something to do with health or something to do with uh, finances. But a lot of times as Christians, we are too quick to associate the word help with uh, a tragic situation. But if we look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, Ephesians 4, 12, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, 12 reads, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, the context of this verse is, uh, Paul is uh, explaining the spiritual gifts, and he's uh, talking about how each individual Christian can be used in a different way to glorify Christ and for the work in his ministry. And I just want you to focus on a word that says, Perfecting, perfecting, for the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting it means growth, maturing or equipping. Now, perfecting of the saints or maturing of the saints implies that we have not yet attained perfection. We have not yet attained maturity. And as a Christian, that itself constitutes prayer. We don't need to be uh, in the hospital uh, you know, with stage three of anything to be praying, to be praying. The the fact that we have not yet reached perfection in our Christian life, the fact that, and we won't with this flesh, but the fact that we haven't reached maturity in our Christian lives is reason itself to pray. So we need to to pray. Yeah. Do not wait until. Uh, the last minute, do not wait until the fourth quarter to pray that you hit a buzzer beater. That's not how we how we pray as Christians. We ought to pray, pray for help. When, when I say help, help doesn't just mean, oh, you've sinned and you know you're being uh, corrected by God, you're being chastised by God, and you need you need help. That's that's not what help you know means solely. Help just means it doesn't mean to just heal. It can also mean to improve. As a Christian, you don't need to wait for your healing time to pray. We as a Christian, we all, we all need to improve and that itself constitutes prayer. If we look at Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, <clears throat> Matthew, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, Ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Man will never seek God until he recognizes his need for help. Psalm chapter 46, verse 1. Psalms 46, verse 1. Psalms 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. A lot of times uh, when we're down on our luck, when we're, when we're uh, getting beaten up by uh, the things of life, where you go to first is a lot of time where your heart is. Uh, sometimes maybe you're down on your luck and you have a, a special friend that you might call. Maybe you have a, a relative that you might call and 
We call them because we, we have trust in them. We have trust in them and they've been there throughout our lives. The thing with uh, that is a lot of times we see God as uh, our uh, final, uh, final lifeline that we call. When all else fails, we rely on God. And that's not how we should be as a Christian. God is not our uh, chauffeur that we just call on you know, when we need to get somewhere. We've got to remember that God is, is God. He's not just an ambulance. He's not a 911 that we call on. Uh, no. Now that we're in a time of, of need, let me just call up God real quick. That's not how we treat our relationship with God because that's not really a relationship anymore. He's just a, a lifeline. Of course, you can, you can call him when you're in trouble. I'm not saying... If, if you're in the hospital, pray. I'm not saying if you're in the hospital, just leave it to life. But uh, a lot of times uh, we can, we can, a lot of times we use God as our, our, our last resort. And that's not how we should be as, as Christians. Uh, <clears throat> it is easier to ask your brother for directions than a stranger. What I mean by this is, uh, me personally, if I'm going shopping with uh, my brother or with my parents, Say we're going shopping and my parents are, you know, we're looking for an item that we need. And they'll always tell me, oh, Levy, go and ask the employee for, you know, where the item is. And, you know, I'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, but the truth is, I don't, if, if I don't know you, I'm not going to talk to you. So I, I, if, a lot of times they'll tell me to go talk to the employee, but I would rather just look for an hour. You know, <laughs> once I find it, and it's not going to be found. If we don't find it, we don't find it. Even when uh, we went to go shopping for the youth program, we went with uh, Adrian and, and Guy, and I think we were in like a warehouse. We were in a warehouse, and then Adrian was like, oh, can you go look for some people, like pieces of paper? And then we'll go like, buy their stuff, and then by the time we had the checkout, we could bring them in. Oh, okay. so, and then it got to like 10 minutes, and I couldn't find the paper. But you know, my pride just wouldn't allow me to go ask the employee because yeah, I, I don't want to talk to someone that I don't know. But you know, uh, a lot of times, yeah, that's how we are as a, as a, as a Christian. And that's how, how, how God is. Uh, it, it's easier for us to ask God for directions if we have a relationship built up with Him. If we don't have that relationship, oftentimes we can act like Levy in a shop. We don't have the relationship. We, 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 we haven't built that, uh, that, uh, that lifestyle of going to God. And we see that in the life of Daniel. If you'll turn with me <clears throat> to Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 to 13. Daniel chapter 6. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 to 13. Now when Daniel knew that he was right, that the writing was signed, he went into, the, into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled, upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a full time. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Verse 12, Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. <clears throat> Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true, according to the law that the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Verse 13, And answered they, and said before the king, that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, 
but make this decision three times a day. Maybe we think that having a prayerful attitude is enough. The truth is, having a prayerful attitude is not enough. Instead, we need a prayerful lifestyle. When we are in dire need, or when we are left for dead in the lion's den, is it only then that we call for the Lord and His help? As you see in the life of David, of Daniel, there's a word there that is very important. If we look in verse 10, at the end of verse 10, it says there's a statement there, as he did, as he did aforetime. That word aforetime means previously or as before. Praying for Daniel was not a one-time thing. This uh, this uh, prayer that Daniel uh, that Daniel did that landed him in the lion's den. It wasn't it wasn't just a uh, I'm in dire need, Lord, and now I'm going to pray. No, it says that as he did a full time. This was a lifestyle for David. It wasn't just an attitude that when I'm in dire need, I pray. It was a lifestyle, and what constitutes a lifestyle is consistency and intention. We have to have consistency in our prayer, but not just consistency, consistency only, but intention. Intention. We see there, Daniel in the end, as we know the context of the verse, he was uh, saved from that, that trial that he had with the lions, and uh, he, he worked a, a great work within the king's heart as well. But don't wait until the last minute to, to pray or to ask God for help, as you see in Daniel's case. We have to have that lifestyle where we as ourselves, when we reflect upon our own prayer lifestyle, can we say, as uh, Daniel did in verse 10, as he did before time, when we pray, do we, do we pray, or when we go to, for example, prayer vigil as we did on Friday, is prayer vigil the only time that we pray with intention? Yes, we might pray with consistency before you eat. You know, it's, it's pretty regular to, to pray before you eat, to say grace. You know, it's pretty regular to, to pray. Maybe uh, when you have your devotions, sure, we have the consistency, but a lot of times we might not have the true intention or intensity in our prayer. Prayer is not uh, just uh, something that we tick off, you know, in our Christian Christian boxes. Okay, I prayed today. You know, that, that's good enough for me. Do we have... A lot of times, actually in the Bible, prayer is sort of an intense action. It's, a lot of times when you see the, the men of God praying, it's, it's often with, with hurt or with a, it's, it's a struggle for them. When we see the Lord praying, His intensity went as far as you know, uh, having that uh, sweat as blood. So a lot of times we pray, it can be so, so easy when we pray for food, you know, especially us as a... I don't know if you guys have this as Filipinos, but Tavalons, when we pray for food, we have like a, a prayer that all the kids memorize. And when you have the, your food, you go, And then a lot of times you memorize it, but you can tell how hungry the person is by how fast the prayer is. So you, when we ask the son to pray, and sometimes you go, But then when you see, you know, Mafa or someone else pray, And then you see, Although we have the consistency to pray, we know we're supposed to pray before we eat. We know we're supposed to pray when we wake up, when we, when we go to sleep. We know we have that consistency, but we don't have the intention to pray. We don't have the intensity. So we ought to pray, as Daniel did, pray with intensity and consistency. 
you turn with me, Psalm chapter 60, verse 1. Psalm chapter 60, <clears throat> verse 1. Psalm chapter 60, verse 1, O God, thou hast cast us off, thou hast cast us Oh, verse 11, sorry. That's too early, man. Psalm chapter 60, verse 1, uh, verse 11, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Vain, vanity. Uh, you know, there's a lot of programs in the world, and, you know, they're not necessarily bad programs, but, uh, you know, you have, you maybe, maybe going through something you know, there's therapy or maybe you're going through something you know you have you know you can rely on uh, your brother or sister even your brother or sister in Christ but as you see there in comparison to God the help of man is vanity the thing with uh, uh, and I said this uh, a long time ago when I was I forgot what, what I was preaching about but you can have a, a lot of good companionship in your life you can have a lot of uh, good friends in your life Maybe you go to a school and, you know, maybe you're on a sports team and you've built that, you know, really good bond. And you've built friends over the years to the extent that, you know, when you're going through something, maybe you'll message them. You know, oh, I'm going through this and that, I'm going through this and that. But the difference, the reason that God says in verse 10, <clears throat> uh, verse 11, for vain is the help of man, is that no matter how good advice can be from your friends, no matter how good advice can be from your own brother, it is vain. Even if it's good, it will always be vain if it's not godly. If it's not godly, you can have good friends, you can have all the good friends you want, but they will not impact you as much as godly friends. You know, I have a lot of good friends myself, you know, uh, me, the way I make friends at school is, uh, I don't, you know, I just join the basketball team and that's my friends for high school. Because, you know, I. Even in my own class, you know, uh, I won't talk to like, I don't, I don't even know if I can name everyone in my class. If you don't play basketball, I don't know your name. So, a lot of times we, we build those relationships and I have people in my friend group who I know I can, I can talk to. You know, there's people in the church I know I can talk to, but I, you always got to remember the difference between good and godly advice. Good advice will always be good advice depending on, on who hears it. But godly advice will always be godly advice, no matter who hears the, the advice. When we have our good friends, maybe, you know, the, the controversy now is, you know, all about, you know, you know, drugs and, you know, whether it's medicinal and things like that. And, you know, you, maybe you go to the doctor one day, you know, oh, I have a headache, you know, I have a headache. And then the doctor says, oh, you want some weed? And that can be good advice, depending on, who the patient is. Oh wow, that's such good advice. But is it godly advice? The difference is, godly advice is always godly. Good advice is not always good. So we always have to to see, you know, the advice that, uh, that, that we are taking in. And with prayer, prayer is an opportunity where you can talk with God. You know, prayer is uh, a lot of, uh, he's, he should be our, our first resort. It's so awkward to think of God as our first resort, practically. Say maybe you fall over. It's not really our first uh, human nature to uh, let me fall over. Let me pray to God real quick. That's it's not really in our nature. It seems sort of awkward in a sense. But 
that's the way that God wants it. In every small and big situation, we ought to be praying to God. Matthew chapter 26, verse 58. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's place and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. That verse, a lot of times, can be, uh, exp uh, can explain our, our prayer relationship with God. But Peter followed him afar off. A lot of times we can follow God in prayer, but follow afar off. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, by raise of hand, can you just raise a hand if you have uh, Instagram? Oh, you guys are lying. Yeah. Okay, maybe if you're older, if you have Facebook. So, in Instagram, you have your followers, and you have the people you're following. And, you know, maybe you have, you know, maybe you guys are famous. You guys have a lot of followers. But you also have followers, and then you have a close friends list. And then you know you're on close friends list because when they post a story, it has that little green thing. So you're on the close friends list. And close friends is basically just people like you know closer than you know the followers. Like for example, I'm a fan of Boston Celtics NBA. I follow Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is not on my close friends list. I don't know him. You know, but I, I have friends, I have other friends at school who are on my close friends list. Why? Because I have their relationship with them. So a lot of times, with God, following afar off is just, for example, I want you just to use your imagination right now. I'm gonna, we're gonna pretend that God has an Instagram account, okay? God's IG, at God. And then I want all of us, a lot of us are following God. We follow Him, we see what He posts, we see Him you know, pretend the Word of God is what, is, what He's posting. We like His posts and this and that, but a lot of times, we don't add God to a close friends list. We just we we, we like this post, but we uh, we won't add him to close friends list because we want to follow him from afar off. And that's uh, basically what uh, you know me myself even. That's uh, what our relationship with is with God, and that can really hinder our our prayer life. And the way it hinders our prayer life is, for example, I want to talk to Brother Bong, but Brother Bong is all the way at the back. How would I? What's a good way for me for Brother Bong to be able to hear me? Okay, let's pretend we are in, let's pretend we're back when, uh, you know, back when, I don't know, T was born and we didn't have microphones, we didn't have electricity. And then, I want to talk to Bong, but Bong is really far away. And you know, oh, it, it's rude to shout. So Bong is the way we get the attention of a person who's like, doesn't matter what their name is, you just see a child a lot of times, you know, in Zavalo in church, there's a, if there's a church, in, if there's a baby in this church and he comes here, Wow, so cute. In Tavalon's church, you throw the slipper at their head. So a lot of times, you know, the way we get their attention is, but that would be rude in, you know, in, in New Zealand. The way I would get uh, a good you know, communication with Brother Bong is, I would walk closer to him. Once I'm closer to Bong, we can have a more meaningful uh, talk, more meaningful conversation. If I was to just talk with Brother Bong right now, you know, I, it's, it's sort of just like shouting. There's no meaningful conversation there. So we need to draw closer to God in order to have a more meaningful prayer with Him. We have to draw closer to Him. <clears throat> so just to recap, prayer. Prayer is access to God. How is this access available? Through our mediator, Jesus Christ. So we need to, first and foremost, be saved, be born again, have that mediator in our life. Secondly, prayer is obedience to God. Prayer is a commandment. Why is it a commandment? Because God knows that there are times when we don't feel like praying. 
He knows that there are times that we don't feel like praying, but if God puts that as a commandment, even though we don't feel like praying, we still pray because we are obedient. And lastly, the prayer is asking for help. So the first first way of our first uh, thing we need to do when asking for help is realize that we all need help. It doesn't matter if we're not going through a trial. The simple fact that we are not yet perfect constitutes us to pray. And lastly, as we discussed, it is easier to ask your brother for directions than a stranger. We ought to draw close to God in prayer. Prayer is not a long distance relationship. Prayer is, you know, a tight bond. Prayer is, you know, a close friends list. You don't, you know, don't keep, don't keep, you know, close friends a lot of times. What, what do people use close friends list for? Close friends is where you share, you know, more intimate things. You know, maybe you, you had this thing in your life and, you know, you don't, you don't feel like sharing it, you know, to the whole world. So you share it to your close friends list. That's what God is. God is our, our personal close friends list. We can share with Him whatever we need, whenever we need. That was prayer. That's our Sunday school for uh, today. You know, uh, bow heads and close eyes in prayer. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for uh, this uh, small message. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you help us to be more faithful, Lord. And I pray, Lord, help us to pray with consistency and attention, Lord. Help us to draw close to you, Lord, and build that relationship with you, Lord. Um, uh, pray, Lord, for also the speaker ahead, Lord, and uh, those speakers, Lord, for the rest of the month, Lord, covering pastor, Lord. Pray that you be with them, Lord, and their messages as well, Lord. Uh, Lord, forgive us our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Levi, for that uh, good topic about prayer. Amen. Okay, uh, uh, we have a 10 minutes break. And also, thank you.